2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: That's a wrap.
4: Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment.
3: This is Warriors Wrap-Up on
5: 95.7 The Game.
6: Clay goes
5: up, blocked by
6: Payne. He'll save it to midcourt. Lamb will get it. Pulls over to Curry. Curry fires away. He's got 50. 50 points for Stephen Curry. 50 points for Stephen Curry, but the Warriors were never really in this game tonight here at Footprint Center in downtown Phoenix as the Suns beat the Warriors 130 to 119. John Dickinson with you from Phoenix 888 957 9570 Eight. Nine five seven nine five seven zero. That is the phone number two. Give me a call or shoot me a text because the Warriors have issues. <laughs> Let's just put it right on the table, right out of the chute. Uh, Warriors uh, losing this game to fall now to six and nine on the season. They are zero and eight away from Chase Center and still looking for that first road win. And really, nobody other than Stephen Curry for the Warriors played well in this game tonight. The Dubs were down. 33 or 36-33 at the end of the first quarter. They gave up 72 in the first half as another it was 36-33 in the first and 36-32 in the second. And really the only reason why the Warriors weren't getting blown out much sooner in this game uh, than it it turned into. And it was always kind of hanging on the fringe of, is it going to be a blowout? And really the main reason it didn't turn into a blowout and the Warriors didn't trail until late in this one by uh, their largest deficit of 18 was Steph Curry, who, who goes for 50 in this one and just was spectacular as he has been throughout the first month of the season, really on a night-in, night-out basis in trying to keep the Warriors afloat and and keep their season from careening off a mountain here before it really can get off the ground. And tonight, even with the Suns team down, uh, a bunch of rotation players, no Chris Paul, no Cam Johnson, no Landry Schammett. Of course, Jay Crowder's been out of the mix for the Suns for the duration here at this point uh, early on in the season and uh, the Warriors just, it, it was a, a flat game. It was, a, it was a, you know, a game where I always tend to try to look at the, the star players first and foremost, and beyond Steph Curry, once you start to get into it, I mean, Draymond Green, just kind of a blasé effort for Draymond Green tonight in, in a game where you know, at shoot around, I had asked him and others had asked him, does this feel like a big game? And he kind of hemmed and hawed about the, the prospect of whether or not it was a rivalry between the, these two teams, uh, this, this, that and the other, and, and kind of mocked the fact that you know, it's just a big regular season game that we're trying to win. And then he came out and played like it was a, a regular season game that, that really didn't matter all that much. Warriors got hit on the offensive boards. Early in the game, the defense was just non-existent, confusion, lack of effort, bad shot selection on offense, uh, and that was leading to to transition opportunities for the Suns as the Suns uh, wind up in this one with a 72-point first half, and, and that really, for the most part, tells the story as, as the Warriors wind up losing this one. We're going to play uh, as much of Steve Kerr's postgame press conference as we possibly can here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up, but I, I, I want to hear from you uh, at 888-957-9570, and I also want to get into, because I was down in the press conference room here at Footprint Center in Phoenix, and observing Steve Kerr's postgame press conference, and there were a lot of statements that he made that I do think are going to be played and discussed over the next couple of days here as the warriors try and figure out for the life of them what is what is ailing them and, and what is fixable at this point versus what is just the team as they sit currently now uh, at 6 and 9 here on the season and you know Steve Kerr saying things like they have to get everybody on board, The this Warriors team is, is too scattered. Uh, one of his favorite terms, and, and I've stolen this one for him, uh, from him a bunch here during the early part of the season, it was basically pick up basketball. And so much for the strides that the Warriors had made here over the last week and a half, really going back to the, the second half of the game against Sacramento at chase that the Warriors eked out the victory in, and then Cleveland, and then the game the other night against the Spurs. So much for for you know, picking things up a little bit defensively. Tonight was basically the game that we saw the Warriors play. Really, all of the first ten of of the of the regular season, just kind of going through the motions. Steve Kerr also referenced commitment to each other. Uh, that. He didn't really love the body language, which I would echo that sentiment. The Warriors with a lot of bad body language on the floor, I thought, tonight. A lot of people hanging their heads, feeling sorry for themselves. I thought Steph Curry, for as dominant as he was on the court, there were times tonight where he was visibly frustrated with what's going on uh, with this basketball team, and I think visibly frustrated at the notion that he can't, at this point in time, hold this team up even as dominantly as he is playing as an individual and in going off for, for 50 points in in this ball game tonight. He he looks like he's looking around and internally saying to himself, who's going to help? And he's got no help at at this point. And and I think it's interesting as you you know start to look around and, and there was a, a couple of different things that that, that I saw, you know, at StatMuse on Twitter did the comparison of Steph And his 32 points per game, seven boards, six assists, and the 6-9 and record now matches that of Kevin Durant, who's basically averaging 30 points per game with seven boards, five assists, and the the Nets, after getting throttled last night in Sacramento, have the the same record as the the, uh, Golden State Warriors right now. So in essence, as much as we talk about the championship core and the Warriors' ability to run it back and two timelines and all of this depth and, and, and the, the champion's blood and, and everything that goes along with the success that the Warriors have had here over the last few years, you look at it right now, and essentially Steph is a one-man show in the same vein that Kevin Durant is, is a one-man show. Uh, 888-957-9570, the Xfinity Mobile text line is open the phone lines are open. I'm going to be with you here until 11 o'clock from Phoenix on 95.7, the game. Uh, and, again, I, I want to hear from you because I'm, I'm a little bit at a loss. I mean, I, I talked about it the other night, the fact that it's getting less and less crazy by the game to flip-flop Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole, and I don't necessarily want to make the entire show about that, but it wasn't crazy the other night, and it's less crazy 48 hours now having gone by from the time that I suggested it after the game against San Antonio where Jordan Poole goes off because the Warriors right now are getting nothing from Klay Thompson. They're getting nothing from a four-time champion and a player who's battled two injuries as admirably as, as I think any player can to try and get back. And, you know, Steve Kerr went out of his way in that post-game press conference to to almost defiantly say, hey, Clay's still got it, and uh, you know, he's playing in such a frustrated manner right now with all of the quick shots and, and continuing to try and shoot his way out of it. I, I've said it. He's taken two, three shots seemingly for every miss uh, in an attempt to make up for, in a one hot stretch, a lot of cold stretches over the, the course of, of this season, carrying a lot of weight on his shoulders, and Steve Kerr saying that the Warriors have to help him get out of his own way, how do you do it when you have a player that, that I know, and I've talked to a few people who've said that there have been some internal conversations with respect to uh, you know, what's going on with with Clay and and maybe getting him. I know, I think Zaza Pachulia, when he was on a couple of weeks ago with Steiny and Guru here on, on 95.7, the game, talked about the fact that he had talked to Clay about just trying to, to relax a little bit, chill out, let the game come to him, maybe take some, some, some better shots. But the Warriors just, t- tonight, for all of the nights where I don't necessarily think effort has been the issue, I thought tonight they kind of went through the motions, like flat out. I thought it was just a lethargic... You know, championship hangover, want to coast. Suns have a couple of star players out. Let's try and go win this game 120 to 115 or 128 to to 122. And the Suns, uh, whether it was campaign who who had his way, or any of the, the five starters, because they were all in double figures, for, for the Warriors tonight. The Warriors got the 50 from Curry, 19 from Klay Thompson, but seven of them were when Steve Kerr left Klay Thompson on the floor at the end of the game after he had waved the white flag and pulled every other starter out. That, to me, was a little bit telling for the Warriors down the stretch. Andrew Wiggins, low-energy, kind of meh game from Andrew Wiggins, who has had those types of contests be fewer and farther between uh, this season and I can count maybe three or four here where Wiggins has just kind of been lost in the in the shuffle but you know what I'm gonna kind of put that back on Clay because Clay is hunting it and every time Clay gets an open shot or the ball in his hands he's either looking to take a three or put it on the deck and pull up from somewhere and and just take the weight of this entire franchise on his shoulders on a possession by possession basis and at some point at some point, he's got to stop, look in the mirror, and move the rock and hope to get it back and just stop being as defiant as he's been to this point because it's, it's making a problem that really I didn't think was that big of an issue going back three weeks ago in a day when the Warriors played in this building and Clay kind of lost it and got ejected and Devin Booker's going at him and all of this and he's in his own head talking at Arizona State at shoot-around you know, before the game that day, this thing is snowballed. This is – Clay is worse now than he was three weeks ago. He's, he is worse now than he was five days ago. And, and then you have Jordan Poole absolutely go off and when he's in the starting lineup. And, it, and And the whole team seemingly played more freely in that game against San Antonio. But, again, San Antonio is not Phoenix – Probably the worst roster in the Western Conference when you talk about the Spurs. The Suns are a team that, that still probably believes if they can get everybody healthy and on the same page and maybe make one more move can, can contend for, for an NBA championship. So it's a little bit of different stakes, but, but just the energy, the vibe, the defensive intensity, it, it was just all a fail for the Warriors, and yet the game was hanging right there for him because Steph Curry was was so completely and utterly dominant. 888-957-9570. Let's get to the phones here. We'll get to the Xfinity Mobile text line as well, but uh, we'll get started on the phones with Armon in San Jose. Armand up first here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Armand? What's up,
4: what's up, J.D.? Uh, well, simply put, I think we're all at a loss of words, but I gotta say, and some Warrior fans were tripping on me when I would tell them here at work in my social life. I said, you know what, that Draymond Green punched kind of, I think that was a sign of things to come seeing how this has played out. We just don't look connected in anything. We had, we the direction of this team with the two timelines promising the young guys that they would play, not sticking with them. Steve Kerr kind of admits he kind of dogged out Jermichael Green, burying him on the bench. But then when you see him play tonight, you see why he's really not playing much. Uh, everything that could go wrong well is going wrong for the most part. Thankfully, no injury so far, aside from DiVincenzo. But I, I just really think that what you're seeing is an organization that really don't know what they want to do. Because one thing about these young guys, if you're going to play them, you got to commit to them. And then you got to start figuring out what do they do best and fit that into the offense. And so, like with Wiseman, I think we're wasting this talent. Penny Hardaway, when he was interviewed uh, his rookie year, said he had him playing like a guard. And we have not used him on pick and pop using his uh, shooting ability. Like I just feel that when young players show you things that they're comfortable with, I think you cater to developing those skills first. Now, if Wiseman didn't fit what we want him to be because he's not a loony. He's a big man, but he doesn't play big, right? I think right. we need to look at that, too. A lot of big guys in the league, like we look at six ten, seven 7-footers, the league is changing. You no longer play based on your size. You play based on your style of play. So that's one thing. And I just think we're having a hard time figuring out who fits where, what direction we want to go in. And also, people don't want to acknowledge this, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, they are slowing down defensively. I don't care what nobody says. I see Draymond getting beat a lot this year. And people are ignoring that. I don't think he's playing as good as people are saying is. Jordan Poole, in my opinion, just like last year, much better coming off I mean, as a starter. And Clay Thompson is being selfish. I know he lost a couple years, but at the end of the day, you know what, we got to look at the team we have, not the team we had or one.
6: Thanks for the call, Armand. Great. That's a great phone call. A lot of different things I want to get to. Uh, I I think it's a fair point about Wiseman and about the young players to where they're looking to try and get the young players to fit in the Warriors system and and – Get them to do things that, that will allow them to succeed in the system as opposed to maybe making the system fit them or, to your point, doing the things that they do well and trying to fit the rest of the system around it. That, that's a catch-22. It really is. As far as the statement, if you want to play them, then you have to commit to them. The problem with that for the Warriors right now is if you want to play them and you want to commit to them, you're going to lose a lot of basketball games. Like if, if you want to play, bring James Wiseman back and put him in the rotation and play him 20 minutes a night. If you want to play Kaminga 20 minutes a night. If you want to play Moody 20 minutes a night. And I know there's probably people out there that are saying, well, J.D., it can't be worse than it's been to this point. I think that's where Steve Kerr would vehemently disagree. And I think this is also where Steve Kerr's propensity to want to tinker with the rotation has really caused a lot of problems for this team. And look, the players that have been out there haven't played well enough, so I'm not, I'm not putting it. It's on everybody, really, with the exception of, of Curry to this point. I, I think he's the only one that's playing at an A or even an A-plus level, but at the same time, it's not about Curry, and, and Steve Kerr addressed this, it's not about Curry going out and dominating and then everybody else. It's about connecting the rest of this Warriors roster to Curry and, and what's going on. And so I think you know you can't you can't separate it and and I think there is a, a lack of commitment to each other. There is a lack of connectivity. Does that stem from the draymond green punch I'm not sure if it does uh, is Is there a little bit of you know a, a clay Thompson Jordan Poole problem on this team? Not that they don't like each other, but you know is the is the rat on the table the fact that people can kind of look around and see that clay ain't clay, and I agree with the statement from Armand about the defense, you know, and I think Draymond, while I think he's played well compared to, to other players on this team. There have been nights where he hasn't had it. And tonight was one of those nights where, where he hasn't had it. So, uh, Right now, the Warriors are finding themselves kind of caught in between. They they thought they were going to get more from the the young guys. The young guys didn't have it. The veteran guys were kind of coasting, and and then it was like, oh bleep, I think from Steve Kerr, I got to stop playing these guys because we got to get the veteran guys on the same page because that's the only way we can win any games. And so, yeah, uh, the only thing that hasn't really, uh, per, you know, allowed the thing to. Fall apart completely is the fact that they haven't had injuries to to the main guys, uh, at least to this point in time. eight nine five nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's keep it rolling. Eric in uh, San Francisco. Actually, Luke and Vallejo is the is the longest hold on the board. Luke and Vallejo on 95.7 The game Warriors wrap up. Hey Luke. Hey, how you doing, JD?
5: Good man. Um, just want to uh, say a couple of things. Um, somebody said that Said something tonight on the forecast, uh, talking about how Clay hasn't lost his confidence. I'm glad he hasn't lost his confidence. It just sucks because it feels like he's lost his IQ on on what's a really good shot and when he's forcing. I know he's always been a somebody who like really forces, I'm gonna say really forces, but really tries to find his shot before finding other people. But there was a fast break where he had Andrew Wiggins wide open in the in the corner and if he passes it to Wiggs, this man might have a dunk. Instead, he forces a three, and it's just ugly. And my second point is, Jermichael Green, as our backup center, is not going to cut it. This guy does not fight for rebounds. He does not fight. He does not run the floor like he really should be, and it's just infuri- infuriating. And it just really like shows that Bob really needs to pick up somebody to really anchor that second unit, because we are getting killed on the glass. Anthony Lamb has been a fine, but our rebounding has just been killing us. It's been brutal.
6: It has been. Thanks, Luke. And and look, if if the Warriors are going to contend and and make a playoff run, I think they're going to have to make some kind of a move. I I, I am more and more by the night becoming less patient with with the fact that that this team can come together as it's currently constituted and they have enough to make a run. I I think they're going to have to give a little bit if they want to, to go on a playoff run of some of the youth and add a veteran player or two that can that can fit because that's the other part of the problem. Jermichael Green, you know, Steve Kerr can go on and on as he did the other night. I got to play Jermichael Green, Steve Kerr said, and I was unfair to Jermichael, and I'm going to play him at the five. And he plays him tonight at the five, and now he doesn't play well at the five, and he said he's got to play Kaminga, and he's going to be in the rotation, and Kaminga was out due to illness tonight, non-COVID illness tonight, wasn't feeling well after going through shoot-around today. And so Kaminga winds up in a position where he says he's going to play Kaminga, and then every time he's played Kaminga three, four times this season, Kaminga plays his way out of the rotation. And so everybody that he wants to go to, we're seeing when these players are on the floor why he at another point in time has not wanted to go to them. <laughs> and so you're just kind of continuing to run through the back end of the roster and the Xfinity Mobile Text line points out, hey J D Kerr essentially not playing half the roster, whether it's Kaminga or Wiseman, Moody, Baldwin, Rollins, Igadala, Jamichael Green, unplayable. Well, yeah, I mean at this point, Wiseman and, and, and Igadala are unplayable because they're they're not uh, on the roster currently, and Jamichael Green, like we talked about, you throw him in, you throw him out, and, you know, you, you can see why he had fallen out of favor. So the, the Warriors are are at a miss. I'm a big believer in trying to control the, the controllables, and I think the controllables at this point are the veteran players. And, you know, Luke, you raised the, the issue that Clay hasn't lost his confidence and a bunch of people have said it. Here, here's the truth. Clay Thompson needs to lose a little bit of his confidence because the confidence is defiance, and the defiance is leading to bad shots, and the bad shots are leading to bad transition defense and poor offensive flow. And I think you – know, I don't know this for sure – but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some eye rolls even at some of the shots that Clay Thompson's taken, even amongst the team at this point, because he's so hell bent on getting his and the way that he has to be an effective you know, member of this team. It's just not clicking right now. He needs to be a little less confident and keep it moving rather than keep, you know, try and come hell or high water to, to fight his way through it in the manner that he is. Eric in San Francisco next year on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Eric.
1: Hey, J.D. Uh, yeah, so kind of following up on your points about Clay. you know, it's he's not just hurting us on offense. He's also hurting us on defense by basically by jacking up early in the shot clock and effectively stopping our ball movement offense. Yep. It's all threes, and so they lead to long rebounds, which leads to easy transition. And so him pressing doesn't just, like, hurt the offense. It hurts the defense. And then it also, I think, I mean, I think we can all agree it's affecting Poole because Poole drops 36 on Monday as a starter where he can play off Curry, but he's not really being able to break the defense down on his own with the second unit being basically clogged because we don't really have a bench. And so it's, like, one on five. So what do you think about just, like, maybe – Approaching the subject in like 10 games, if it gets wor- any worse of moving Clay to the bench? I don't
6: know. I, Eric, I think they're going to have to. And and to me, Monday was the first point where I I kind of shifted course on it uh, because Poole played so well. And not only did Poole play so well, but the bench played better because I think Poole was more confident in his bitch minutes because he got rolling with the starters. And then Moody got to play because <laughs> Poole was in the starting lineup. And then Moody played a much a much calmer game as well. So I, I it it's not crazy. And and I'm gonna say something else that, that may not be very popular. And, and I believe this firmly. I think that Clay Thompson is a bigger issue for Jordan Poole right now than, than anything that happened with Draymond Green. I really do. Because at some point whether it's subconscious or whether it's at the forefront, you've got Jordan Poole who just got paid a lot of money off of the season that he had last year and what the Warriors believe that he can be. And the reality is that money was made for the most part with him in the starting lineup on a team that wound up beginning the year twenty nine and nine and eighteen and two, and he was averaging eighteen and a half points per game and it was efficient and and there were a lot of nights last year I'd throw the opponent out there were a lot of nights last year where Jordan Poole was in the Warriors starting lineup in the first half of the year and the game looked like the game did the other night against San Antonio and so again I don't want to make it all about making that switch but I think that has a better shot of working if you can get Clay on board, and I think the reason the Warriors haven't broached it and they've been so defiant to even thinking about wanting to broach it is the fact that they're worried that Clay is going to, at that point, lose confidence and maybe they lose Clay, who's you know talking to Chris Haynes about the fact that he deserves more credit for the work that he's put in to come back from these two injuries. And I'm not taking anything away from the work ethic that he's put in to come back and and compete, but he's not the same guy. And again, even tonight, you have Steve Kerr in the postgame press conference adamant not wanting to say anything, almost walking on eggshells, not wanting to say that Clay can't do it or that somebody needs to have a conversation with him or that something maybe has to change. No, Steve Kerr in the postgame press conference comes down and says, nope, Clay's still got it. He's still got it, but he's playing frustrated. We got to get him out of that. Well, how do you get him out of it, Steve? How do you get him out of it when you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over and it's not working? Adam in San Jose next on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Adam?
7: What's up? How you doing, man? Good. I mean, KD clearly isn't happy in Brooklyn. We just need to send Clay, Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman, and maybe add a first-round pick in there, get KD over here. Um, next, Jamichael Green, he really needs to reconsider his basketball career. That guy is just completely useless, can't play the three, can't play the four, can't show tonight that he can't even play the five. That guy just needs to go do something else. And then Poole, Poole just robbed the organization of $140 million. He had a one-hit one, one hit wonder, a one-year wonder last year, um, and Bob made a huge mistake by paying him uh, instead of waiting until this summer. All, and, and then uh, what's that other guy, uh, DiVincenzo? That guy's just a fouling machine, useless on the floor. I say we give up all our young assets, get KD here. Um, we know he, he is not happy in Brooklyn, um, and yeah that'll solve our issue. Here, Here's the deal with that. And, and thanks for the call. The, the problem with
6: that, Adam, is the Warriors young players, because of the way that they've played to this point, their value's gone down. Their trade value has gone down. In fact, the Warriors young players trade value was higher when they weren't playing. And there was the perception that these guys could be something relatively quickly in the NBA. And the the more that they've had to play, they've shown the league that they are far away unless they're going to be playing in a completely developmental type situation. And so I think where maybe you could have packaged uh, uh, you know, Wiseman and Kaminga and, and Moody and Poole and, and and you could have had a conversation about somebody like Kevin Durant at this point, none of those guys, I think, have enough value to be packaged together for somebody like Durant. But as as this thing continues to roll down – the line here, I think what we're going to find is the Warriors are going to have to decide at a fork in the road what they want to do. Do they want to commit to the young players and and accept the fact that they're just not going to win enough basketball games to potentially even be a playoff team? Or are they going to continue to not play the young players as they have at different points of the season and stick with the with the veteran play but if you're going to stick with the veteran players at that point you got you got to stick with the veteran players and you're probably going to have to get a couple of more bench players the, uh, among veterans to to stick it out or do you just go full blown developmental mode which I I think you can't do right now given how dominant Steph Curry's playing and and going for 50 tonight and and the ability to to potentially you know be playing at a championship level so I'm more of the belief that you look to try and fix this thing for this season, then cut it all off and say you're going to, you know, not be a playoff team or something like that, and then dig into uh, the the fact that that you know you're going to go developmental mode, you know, at, at this point. Like to me, you want to try to make the most that you can out of this season. The Western Conference is wide open, and look, I I don't want to be uh, too reactionary, too over the top with this thing, but watching this team play on a night-in, night-out basis, like, it's pretty clear. The two-timeline thing needs to be blown up. Like, this whole notion of, you know, these guys are going to help now and then they're going to be this dominant core later. Like, nobody's got time to wait for that. Like, Steph Curry's got no time to wait for that. You know, Clay Thompson's frustrated as it is right now with Jordan Poole right there, you know, ready to take his spot. Like, this team's coming off a championship. They want to get another taste of that. You got Draymond, who who may have one foot out the door here, coming up shortly. Like, you, you... you got to go in. You got you got to go in for this season. And to me, if that means you scrap the fact that, that you're, you know, hell bent on Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and James Wiseman being a a 45-46 win team 3-4 years from now to extend it down the line, to me I think what we're seeing on a night in night out basis is that's probably not worth it. Eight 957 9570 John Dickinson at Footprint Center in Phoenix. Phone lines open uh, on the phones, and Robin is next here on ninety five seven. The Game. Robin, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. How are you?
0: J.D., I never heard you. So frustrated. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I, I know how it is. I, I just want to address that last caller. First of all, why would K.D. want to come back here? You didn't appreciate him when you had him, so please dismiss <laughs> me with that. I, I, that's really That really irked me more than anything. Second of all, Jordan Poole is not a one-hit wonder. Jordan Poole earned his money. He earned, he he was rewarded for the hard work that he put in. Now he's at a second stage in his development. He is still developing. He's not a one-hit wonder because he's still developing, Last Caller. But here's what I want to say. I don't know why, J.D., maybe you can tell me why. They are so afraid to sit down and tell Clay, you are hurting the team, okay? He's not going to do it. It's not confidence, J.D. Selfishness. is not confidence.
2: Yes, Let's not thank get you. That
0: confused. He's being selfish right now. And from from Draymond on, this is just conjecture on my part. I do believe that the disease of me has finally gotten into the Warriors culture. As Pat Riley says, when the disease of me sinks in it all falls
6: apart. Peace out JD. Oh, great phone call, Robin. Thank you. 888-957-9570. They are afraid of Clay Thompson. They are afraid to tell Clay Thompson that he needs to chill out. And again, forget about starting or coming off the bench. And the 415 says, what about making Clay the new Iguodala role as a sixth man? And I'm I'm saying at this point you can't just dismiss it like you're an idiot for even thinking it. And that's the point that I brought up after the game on Monday. That that's all I'm saying. Whether you do it, whether you don't do it, whatever, whatever it is. But at this point, like Clay is it's it's almost an elephant in the room, like like Draymond, like Draymond's attitude, or what's Draymond going to do. If the team you know, looks Draymond in the eye and and, and t- says, "Hey, you can't act this way anymore, or we're not putting up with this anymore," it's almost like there is a fear of, "Well, well, what kind of Draymond are you going to get then?" And there, it, it's a similar fear I feel like right now with, "Well, what kind of Clay Thompson are you going to get if you if you end up going down that that path?" The six five zero, do you think Clay might end up like Westbrook or Camelo? I think he's on that path right now as a starting player that doesn't realize that he's declined. And rather than, rather than try and play like a better teammate, he's out there hunting for his own, trying to get his numbers to shake himself out of it, and it's hurting the team. 5-1-0, Xfinity Mobile text line, another one. Curry frustrated, Clay's living in the past, Draymond only cares about the playoffs, Poole wants to start, Wiggins feels the pressure to be the number two option right now, and the bench is not good. Time for change. excellent, excellent. Text message uh, here on ninety five seven. The game from the eight, nine five seven, nine five seven zero. Greg in San Francisco chiming in as well, uh, coming down my road as he's prone to do. Saying Draymond's played well. I said Draymond didn't play well tonight. I said Draymond stunk tonight. I don't think Draymond has stunk all year. I think he's had a couple of games where he hasn't played well. Tonight he was awful in in, in the game tonight, and I I, I say that. Uh, every time uh, when Draymond doesn't play well in, in an individual game. Ricky is next on Warriors' wrap up. Hey, Ricky. Hey,
3: John. Hey, John. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, man? Ah, uh, man. Just really bad, man. Really bad game tonight. You know me, man. I'm a big Clay Thompson fan, but I'm not a naive fan. I'm not a gullible fan. You know, I, I see what I see. And, you know, it's hard to defend Clay, man. Um, you know, tonight he just looks slow, again, on defense. They were attacking him. I think when he's on the court, they're going after him. You know, Bridges, for the most part, was having his way. Even Payne. I mean, yeah. you could see he was asking for help on defense. Um, and, you know, again, it's hard if you want to, you know, put him on the bench with that kind of contract. That's the only thing, man. Like $35 million I think he's making, right, per year. I mean, if I'm the owner, I'm not paying 35 million dollars for someone coming off the bench. The only solution well, you, is, you, you know, to you're cater. gonna pay
6: Jordan Poole that next year, though. At least, I mean, I mean, that's 30, 30. I mean, it's not 35 or 40, but at that point, Ricky, I mean, what's the difference, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's true, but like again, you're paying someone 35 million dollars, man. I mean, that's a lot of money to come off the bench. I mean, again, like if you want Poole to play and you want Poole to be free, you got to trade Clay, and with that kind of contract, you probably have to find a, a three. A three, excuse uh, me, a three, um, uh, tr- a three trade teams, excuse me, and um, you know because that that contact is high. And again, it, 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 the playoffs, the you know the Warriors should send the Mavericks of ring for taking out the the Suns last year in the playoffs, man. Because you know styles make fighting, and that fight meant Warriors are gonna lose, man. Uh, again, it's just an awful game tonight. Wiggins' um, defense is not even that great either um, this season, to be co- quite honest, with you, what I've seen. Uh, but anyway, guys, man, um, let's just you know try to get a W in the next game. man. Thank you for the time, John.
6: Yep, thanks for the call. Good call, Ricky. 888 957 0 Let's go ahead and go to Nick in Berkeley next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Nick?
4: Oh, man, I just want to say, man, that stop your boo-hoo-hooing and your whining about anything if you're on the team. You're playing a kid's game. You're making more money per game than most of us make in five years of work. I don't want to hear the boo hoo hooing. Suck it up, and then, play if, if you're mad about your shot, why aren't you in the gym right now shooting like Kobe used to do, bro? You know what I mean? Get your game tight. Draymond needs to stop all that huffing and puffing. And if, if he doesn't like it, man, kick rocks. If you don't want, if you don't like it in the Bay on the Warriors, you're you're blessed. So like like you don't even understand how much you're blessed, but you're complaining. You have nothing to complain about. Play harder, work harder, man. Be better than the next guy. Outwork everybody. But I'm not even worried because the Warriors, you know, Kerr. Kerr is the puppet master. Kerr is the genius behind all this, man, with the GM. They're going to find a way to make it happen, man.
6: Well, they're up against it, I think, in a, in a very unique way. And thanks for the call, Nick, uh, compared to, to any of these other years. Uh, because the, the, the point now is, I mean, the starters really can't play 35-plus minutes a game just to give themselves a chance to win on a night-in-night-out basis against 500 teams, or or teams that are worse than that, like the teams on that that East Coast trip that they played. I mean, it they needed the starters to play a ton to just have a shot to beat Orlando down the stretch or Charlotte, and then they couldn't do it. You know, forget about a game like tonight where they were never really in it. Forget about a game like against Sacramento, where the Kings maybe are a better team than they've been in, in recent memory, and, and they beat you down the stretch after faltering in, in the first two head-to-head matchups here of three in the first month of the season. it It's just they are having to expend far too much energy right now to be – to to just get through a night-in, night-out basis. And and that's where you wish you could trust some of the young players to come in and play uh, a little bit more to just offset it and maintain. And the Warriors just – they don't have that right now. It's just – and then when they want to go to veteran players off the bench, I mean, look, Anthony Lamb's been a nice find, but Anthony Lamb is not a a, a playoff caliber at this point – you know, rotation piece. He's, he's a, a nice fit that's a two-way guy that's, that's helping you out. But the fact that Anthony Lamb is more playable right now than Jonathan Kaminga or Moses Moody or James Wiseman that's a much greater indictment of those three players that I just mentioned than it is a, uh, oh, how good, good for Anthony Lamb. <laughs> you know, he, it, it, you'd like to have him, but you don't want Anthony Lamb, no disrespect to him, to be your eighth best player right now in your rotation. You want him to be, you know, 13 or 14, and he's playing when some other guys are maybe getting some nights off or, or there's some injuries, which the Warriors to this point – have really not had to deal with yet. And that's the thing that I keep coming back to is this team's 6-9, and nine and they've been healthy except for Dante DiVincenzo missing a couple of weeks you know, going back to the third game of the season. What happens if Steph Curry has to miss a month? What happens if, you know, Draymond or, or Jordan Poole goes down or Wiggins, who, who you know, wh- what happens at that point? And again, not a catastrophic season-ending injury, but what if what if Steph's brains and ankle has to miss two weeks? Uh, you know, Warriors might not win a game without him at this point, given the level that he's played and the level that everybody else has, has played around him. So they've, they've got to figure it out. Steve Kerr hinting at, at some deep conversations that are going to have to be had internally. He didn't want to divulge the specifics, as he was prodded by some of the media downstairs here in Phoenix. But it it was a tone that there is some legitimate stuff going on behind the scenes that this team and franchise and and organization is going to have to sort through to try and get this season on track, if it's going to get on track. It's not all lost. It's not over right now. But this thing is hanging on the brink a hell of a lot more thinly than meets the eye. This is not, all oh, relaxed, R-E-L-A-X, like you're Aaron Rodgers. This is a, you know, a championship team that's just going to figure it out and make their run. This team's not last year's team. This team's not the 19 team or the 18 team or the 15 team or any of those teams, okay? This team is not as good of, as those teams, and we've watched it to this point. We can see it. This team in these first 14 games has been, I think, worse than really last year's team was at any point in terms of just the eye test and watching them all collectively play together. JP in Union City next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on ninety five seven. The Game. What's up, JP?
1: Hey, it's Colin, JD. I, I, I just really think that – I mean, you really made a big point in, in them being as worthy as they were last year, and this is – way past that, but, I mean, listening to the interviews and, and watching Steve Crow talk, I, I like you said, it's an internal issue, and it's less of a, I think it's less of a skill issue and more of a will issue because I think the talent is there, but you can definitely see that, I think, and Steph Curry talked about it too, there's internal struggles that people are dealing with. I mean, everyone has their own individual issues. Clay Thompson, get over the mental hump. Jordan Poole, let's be real, and I think that that right there is what ignited everyone's internal issue and in what's creating this microcosm of, you know, just problems. So I, I think it's something that can be turned around, but they just got to get focused. And, you know, they're a championship-caliber team, but they have to be able to turn that switch.
6: Thank, thanks for the call. Yeah, there, there is – it. I, I do tend to agree. I think whether – well, and time will tell whether enough of these guys have lost a step defensively to where they can't maybe execute a game plan at the level that that they had previously like it looks like that could be part of the equation I, I think we'll know more about that as the season goes on assuming these players stay healthy so I, I think getting on the same page communication wise energy wise I think that's the most important thing right now I do tend to think that they got to clear the air like they got to get they got to get the veterans better connected to the young players because it almost seems like there's two different teams right now. There's the Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, and sometimes Poole team. Poole plays for both teams, and then you've got the rest of the young guys that are trying to find their way, and it just doesn't – there's, there's no bri- – pool's supposed to be the bridge between the two eras, and Poole looks like a guy right now that would much rather be playing with the vets and and go into that he he feels like he's elevated himself uh, into into a new into a new status category and away from those young guys and and wants to be one of the you know high paid vets now but the reality is the warriors paid him to be a bridge between the two, and that hasn't necessarily you know worked out to to this point in time, but th- they got to clear the air, clear their heads i I, I think well, I have heard that and it's been discussed that that there have been conversations with Clyde Thompson. I think you got to have a little more forceful conversation with Clyde Thompson at this point. I I, I really do. Uh, I also think uh, you got to try to get the veterans on the same page to reconnect them to the to the younger players. And I do think that's where, as, as much as you know, I maybe have downplayed it off the beginning of the season, that's where you have to start to look at, well, did the Draymond Punch incident with Jordan Poole maybe not have an impact on Poole, but have an impact on the other young players that watched it go down and thought, damn, this is this is harsh and this is an environment that's that's tough to to be a part of and, and kind of shaking them to a point where they're not as productive in the boxes by which they they need to be productive. JP in Union City, Next year, oh, we got we just did JP coach coach in Union City from one Union City to the other. What's going on, coach?
4: Hey, what's up? Hey, I just got to say that the Suns came in, they dominated us with everything defense, offense, rotation, ball movement, and our guys struggled a little bit. Um, the IQ that we have is just a little bit less compared to last year's championship, and I could totally see it. Our guys, they're just not getting out to bridges. He had like what six threes, and he was balling. I I, I think we got to get like a real big somebody big to come in here. We need a real center, someone like a Shaq Yao Ming. Had huh. given Hakeem just hypothetically. Huh. Ho- hopefully, we can come back next game versus the Knicks and keep, and just get better.
6: Good good luck with that. Good luck finding Shaq. <laughs> at this point, or or Hakeem. I think at this point what the Warriors need is they, they got to take a little stock of, of what they have, and I think they have to take a little stock with what is a reasonable expectation for some of the young players, how much sacrifice they're willing to make as far as the development and because they they keep kind of going around in circles with the young players are going to play and then the young players play so poorly that it impacts winning to a point where the young players then can't play. And so you move on to, well, now you're going to the veteran players and you say, well, the veteran players, Steve Kerr, Jermichael Green example. I've put him in a poor position to be able to succeed, Steve Kerr says, and then he plays Jermichael Green. And two nights into Jermichael Green being in the rotation, Jermichael Green really struggles, and now you're left thinking, "Well, wait a minute, do you want to maybe take Jermichael Green out of the rotation now again?" So you're—it's almost no matter what decision the Warriors have made on a night-in, night-out basis with the bench, it, it's always only good for a game or two, and then you wind up changing it back up and thinking, "Well, now I got to do this, and now I got to do that." At some point, there has to be some consistency, and you have to stick with it, and you have to own the results and accept the fact that, that maybe you aren't going to be as, as good a team as, as you want to be, but there's going to be some kind of future benefit from that. To this point, it feels like the Warriors are just unwilling to do that because they feel like if they're playing the young guys just to play them with how poorly they've played that the whole season would be wrecked and, and this team would be in danger of, say, not even making the play-in tournament which right now they wouldn't be in the play-in tournament. All right, John Dickinson here from Phoenix at Footprint Center. Suns beat the Warriors tonight. Uh, on 95-7, the game was 130-119, to 119. Warriors have got to get the defense going up next for the Dubs, they'll take on the Knicks back at Chase Center before hitting the road to Houston and New Orleans before being back home for the Thanksgiving holiday, let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes from Steve Kerr uh, I alluded to it, paraphrased it, tried to get as many bullet points as I could jot down on my notepad from being down there, but uh, let, let's hear from Steve Kerr as he addressed just what's going on with this Warriors team right now following the loss
10: we're never going to panic like there's no point in you know in panicking um what we have to do is is stay with it and uh and and find it but in order to find it we gotta every get everybody on on board on the same page in terms of just worrying about winning and that's it and i think um for you know for right now anyway i think we're just scattered or it's a pickup game you know, it's a pickup game out there. So uh, there's no uh, no execution at either end, no sort of uh, commitment to the group to get three stops in a row to execute on offense. Um, obviously starts with me, I'm the coach of the team. So I have to figure out a way to uh, get that production, that sort of commitment to the team and to each other and to winning that, that it's going to require. What do
8: you mean the commitment to each other? Share the ball. If
10: somebody's open, throw it to them. If somebody helps on a rotation, you know, crack back and block out the big guy. Um, If things aren't going well, somebody call the group into the foul line, get everybody together and motivate the group. Um, All that stuff is missing right now. There's, I saw a lot of hanging heads tonight. I think we're feeling sorry for ourselves, and uh, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. Uh, Everyone can't wait to play us and kick our ass, you know we've had a lot of success and a lot of fun a lot of joy you know beating people over the years teams don't forget that so they're you know they're having their fun now as they should um i've always felt the game rewards you if you if you commit to the game if you really compete together shots go win calls go your way breaks fall fall your way and we're not earning any of that stuff that's why we're winless on the road it's a pickup game you may
0: have answered part of it in, in your answer to that question, but I mean. Steph drops 50,
10: still lose by 11. What do you need from the other guys to support Steph and his team? Yeah, it's not, it's not about stats. Um, Steph could probably go score 75 if he, if he wanted. I think that it, it's not about numbers. It's not about, well, Steph played well and nobody else did. It's about the team. It's about the commitment. I mean, what makes basketball special, what makes this team special over the years, the last decade, really. And our fans feel it it's this this combination of joy and and competitive desire and unity and a a purpose and it's been beautiful to watch over the years and beautiful to coach but that's lacking right now that's lacking and that's what our staff has to figure out that's what our players have to figure out that's what we have to figure out together and that's the plan that scatteredness be one of the reasons other teams are getting so many open shots yeah like i think um you know when you come down and you, and you don't make a team guard and you just shoot the first open shot guys aren't tired at all they're not having to fight defensively so everybody comes down and they're feeling good like i didn't even have to guard at the other end now i'm wide open uh they're playing in transition a lot of long rebounds leading to transition so you're out of out of place uh, defensively so there's no collective grit we lack grit right now and if when you don't have grit the game is really easy for the other team these are nba players they spend all summer shooting thousands of jump shots just like our guys too and so when those jumpers are are easy and the game is easy and they don't feel feel any physicality it's a drew league game we're playing a drew league game right now
4: try to explain to me how a collective set of amnesia could fall in
10: after you just last june won a great nba final series again yeah it be great if that stuff just carried over but we're we're human beings and we're really complicated individually and collectively and that's the beauty of of basketball is when it's right it's right you can feel it um, and our fans have felt it many times over the last decade um, i've felt it um, you know most of those years it's a beautiful thing to watch but it's complex it's, it's, you know, it's not as simple as well, let's put these five guys on the floor. Every single player has a story, has a, a something that, that that's going on in their life. And if the group finds a way to put all that stuff in the back seat and commit to to just winning the game, a magic can happen. And that's what we're lacking. But it's, it's, uh, I wish it were that easy just to turn the page and and stay the same team. But it Why? requires work.
6: Yeah, no, it definitely requires work, and this is a different team. And there are a lot of individual stories right now uh, that are, are going on throughout this team, whether it's it's Steph Curry's dominance, it's you know, the pending departure of, of Draymond Green, it, it's you know Andrew Wiggins' emergence is almost by necessity – being the, the number two scoring option. You've got Jordan Poole, who wants to be a starter. Feels like he's paid his dues to get to that point. Klay Thompson's trying to hang on to what he had before that. You've got this group of young players that are all trying to find their way with a, a championship-caliber team, and it's not working out. And I think that's hurting their confidence collectively uh, on some level. And then you've got the, the organization as a whole that's trying to fuse these, these two timelines together and you know a big part of getting to the future part of the timeline where you have the young players develop and and become their own core is the ability you know, the only way you get to that is if they can play well enough now to allow this team to function and if they can't play well enough now to help this team to function and there isn't enough veteran depth and the star players aren't carrying their end Then you got to start looking in the mirror and maybe talking about needing to be bigger changes. Now, 14 games in, not necessarily does that need to be the case, but something's got to start to change here, and it's got to start to change very quickly for the Warriors because you don't want to reach a point where you're under five hundred, and then maybe you deal with an injury or something, and all of a sudden you are having to, by force, not by choice, Have conversations that are uncomfortable about where you want the trajectory of of the season to continue from that point. All right, Uh, that's going to do it for me tonight. What a show. Really appreciate the participation tonight, not only on the Xfinity Mobile text line, but also on the phone lines. Uh, Great job and I really appreciate everybody chiming in uh, tonight we'll keep it rolling here all throughout the day tomorrow on 95.7 the game and then I'll be back on, on Friday at 6 o'clock with Warriors Live Warriors and the Knicks thanks to Sterling Bennett thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios John Dickinson from Phoenix we'll talk to you on Friday tonight the Warriors fall to the Suns 130 to 119 you heard it right here on 95.7 the game good night
9: okay picture this